Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the logger end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez and the Five Musketeers. <laughs> Today, we are preparing to annihilate Minute 21, which begins with Gary performing a monologue about their evening plans to the B&B lady and ends with the gang passing a mother pushing her baby in a stroller. Yeah. Yep. This is uh the 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 monologue um which is uh 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 quite a thing. Apparently like doing this in one shot was almost like a challenge for Simon Pegg. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh it, it, it's it's a soliloquy. Yeah. As they get closer and closer to the end, you can see the other actors in the scene start to get an like fighting back an expression of oh shit he's finally gonna get it like he's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah like he he's gonna hit the take um and this uh, is gonna like, be it. Can, yeah this is gonna be it you can see like a sense of relief on their faces right yeah because you're like how many of these did they have to do <laughs> oh yeah absolutely um but uh it's it's a it's a really good monologue and i really like the shot like i like the way that they're all um, sort of like framed, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great frame. Yeah. Just they're all it's... occupying space. You can kind of gauge each of their reactions. I really like how O-Man is just sort of grimacing at Gary the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then... I just love as they start to get closer, you can just see them being like, oh, oh, he's going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> It's, uh, gosh, so, like, the, uh, the keys, the, the, the Scott Pilgrim, Wallace Wells, like, slapping him in the, slapping him in the face with the keys, was that another thing that took a long time, or was that, like, a, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that on the first take? Uh, I don't remember how that one worked. I think, I think it was done in two separate shots, though. Okay. So, so it would have been easier to do. I don't think it was done in one shot the way the uh, the the uh, uh, the box in the hamper, the garbage pail happened. Right, because um, yeah, that took forever. He, yeah, that took forever because they did it in camera, and he really had to toss it into the into the the garbage can. Um, yeah, it pays yeah. off. I mean, you know, we were there's something to be said. There's a magic that can't be replicated when you're seeing something accomplished in the camera. The illusion of no illusion. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, like you're like, it kind of, you get an extra thrill seeing a person in one take delivering a monologue like that. And like, there's a musicality to it mm-hmm. and watching the other actors react to it. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of at times the closest to theater that film gets. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get great, uh, Julia Deacon, uh, get giving great Edgar Wright face. Oh man. Her her expression of just like 
what what why why did that what? just happen <laughs> i'm like i'm like what what's even weirder about this moment about her expression is that she's a blank so like <laughs> i love that like even the blanks in this town are just like this fucking guy like jesus it uh it reminds me of when you're playing a video game or when you're when you're if you're playing dungeons and dragons and so you'll you'll meet a certain kind of player. I'm never. I, I always like to kind of play play it relatively straight. When you're talking to NPCs, uh huh. You know, like if you're playing D and D, if I'm DMing, I have a couple of friends of mine that are just. I know that they enjoy fucking with the NPCs. Yeah, like uh, it's kind of like uh, I was listening to Theme Park this this morning. Natch. Oh, thank you. And you know that thing of like the kind of person who tries to fuck with the 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 cast. Yeah the the face characters. Yeah, like yeah. hey, uh, Jasmine. Like if you're if how come you're not? Where's Aladdin? Or how come you 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 or you know when you're like hey Ray? Like where's Finn? Or how come you have a don't have an orange lightsaber? You fucking Palpatine <laughs> piece of shit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and you can just see the poor person, like, try to like, I don't know how to do this in character. How do I respond to you? Right. Or like when you're playing fallout and they're just like, I don't know how to react to that. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't look like anything to me. Exactly. (laughs) Westworld. Uh, We we talked about that on the, on the Patreon. We sure did. Nope. Not on the Patreon, on the main feed. Main feed. So you guys have no excuse. Yeah, you <laughs> you kept thinking those were Patreon episodes, but they were not. <laughs> just seemed like something that would be on the Patreon. Yeah, but yeah, those uh, are main those are main feed episodes. Yeah, hiatus specials. Um, yeah, it it is a lot like that. It is like uh, the 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 face character thing because yeah, her reaction to this is just like I, I I'm not I am not programmed to react to this. I don't know. <laughs> that was so not. <laughs> that was none of that was so much input, but none of it was information. <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah. So um so then we 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 start to go into this into this uh uh sort of musical bit. Um uh, but before that, in the script there is a deleted scene, and the scene is on the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. Uh you can watch it. I tried to find it to send to you on YouTube. But I can't find it. All I can find are uh, Pirates of the Caribbean deleted scenes. Oh, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> not great, but not helpful. Um, Wait, so, there's scenes of World's End that aren't in the movie? <laughs> yeah. So there's one scene, uh, I think. I, I, there might be, there might be like, there, most of the time, it's just like little bits here and there. Got like it. Like lines and things that are cut. But this is like a full scene. So after the landlady stares at Gary... It cuts to uh, a B&B bedroom, right? And so Andy's sitting on his bed, and he hears banging coming from another room. And then mm-hmm. we cut to Steven's room, and he's flicking through TV channels, and there's more banging. Then we cut to Oliver, and he's laying out clothes on his bed uh, in, in the third bedroom. And he, you hear Gary shouting from off screen, oh, come on! And then it cuts to Peter's room and Peter is frowning at the noises coming from Gary's room. Gary says, fuck it. And then <laughs> they all walk into the corridor. Like all four of them, like peek out of their rooms and Gary emerges and he's livid. And he says, there's no mini bar. 
And Steven says, aren't we just about to drink 12 pints of beer? And Gary says, fuck me. He's keen. Let's boo-boo. And then they go into the, into the, to the sequence that we get here. So like, it's a bad scene. Like it's, it's like, I don't yeah. know. I, I like the, the flow from her face into the so young sequence. Yeah. Makes so much more sense. Just like feeling wise, like it feels yeah. like musically, this is what should happen next. Yeah. You know? Julia Deacon's face, needle drop. Right. Needle drop. Picking exactly. up the map. Right. Um, so I'm glad that this was cut. This was cut with for a very good reason. And I don't think it's a particularly good scene, uh, especially when you watch it. You're, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, this would have screeched the movie to a halt. Yeah. Like it's it's just so weird. It's like it's unfortunate that they took the time to, sh- to set it up and shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, good, good, good going on them uh, for cutting that for sure. Um, uh, what I, can you what can you tell us about Swade? Uh, not a whole lot. It's the it's so young is the fourth and final single from their debut album by Swade, released mm-hmm. on the seventeenth of May, nineteen ninety three. So post Golden Mile round Whoa. one. Interesting. Uh, it charted at number twenty two of the UK singles chart. Uh, the song was actually a last minute addition to the album. It was written just three months ahead of its release. Uh, in contra- wow. in contrast, the bulk of the album had been demoed almost a year previously. Wow. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with suede. Uh, wait, yeah. who, who, who's, who, who's saying, come and get your love. No, that's uh red bone, red bone. Come and get your love. There's a, there's a, there's another, there's like a seventies band called suede. Is that right? But whatever. Or maybe I'm okay. having an old man moment. Yeah, you might be. Um, but, I think you might be. I think you might be confusing them with someone else because, like, I literally just typed in "suede band" and they're the only one that comes up. Got it. Got it. I think there there must be have some. There must be somebody with like a similar name. It definitely sounds like a '70s band. It's like, like, like Silk or like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it just it feels like a yeah, like a like a like a like a band that plays around a lot of cigarettes. Um, in the '70s, I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. Were you uh, were you familiar with Suede prior to this film? Uh, was I? I don't think so. I yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, but I do really like the song a lot. Yeah, it has kind of a uh, Morrissey vibe to it. It uh, yeah, I could I could hear that. Sure, um, definitely. It's uh, but it's definitely. You know, they were, they were, uh, I mean, you know, Suede was like the, the, you know, there was sort of a, a big four of Britpop. Okay. And, and it was Oasis, Blur, Pulp, and then Suede. And I would say Suede is probably the, uh, the lesser known of the four. Sure. Um, cause I think the other three really broke out in America, which is why I should say they're the lesser known of the, of the, of the four here i guess in america sure yeah because in, in london i'm sure they were much more well as as well known as the other three yeah like, i mean in, in america pulp you know you had common people right right i, I think that kind of broke out uh yeah like a friend yeah probably my favorite pulp track yeah so you had uh, an oasis obviously wonderwall and blur had song two yeah champagne and- supernova Right, Champagne Supernova, exactly. Um, but but I don't think Suede had 
that big like American hit. Would you say that the Verve is like right behind them at number five? I don't know. I, I'm not sure where they would fall. Or is, or is the Verve a little bit after? I think they're a little after, actually. Because Bittersweet um, Symphony, that was like 98. Yeah, something like that. That was when, uh, when, the, when the Cruel Intentions come out. Because they were formed in 1990, the, oh, okay. the Verve. Got so it. I think I think Bittersweet Symphony was yeah because Bittersweet Symphony was later, I think uh, ninety seven ninety eight something like that. Um, so yeah. yeah, and I didn't find that song until high school. Really, and it blew my world apart. I was like, oh, oh I bet what the fuck is this? Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the Verve I've always considered the Verve to be sort of like like Bittersweet Symphony is like this. Uh, it's like the missing link between, uh, your Oasis blur Brit pop movement and Coldplay. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where it's like, this is symphonic. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. So, uh, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to listen to old Coldplay, old play, if you will. Old play. (laughs) Like, uh, like your shiver, your don't panic. Yellow. Yellow. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, they did just used to be like a rock band. Right. Yeah, they didn't become their uh, uh, like adult contemporary. Yeah, this like cathedral of world music. Right. Um, That wasn't until what what was that? Their second album? A rush of warm blood to the head. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's about like clocks and all of that. I've always been pro play. I've I've never <laughs> pro play, <laughs> and old play pro, pro play, play all kinds of wordplay today. <laughs> wordplay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I've never I've never I never hopped on the hater the the hater train when it came to Coldplay. They have, yeah, they have albums that I'm like I'm not into this one, but then they've had albums where I'm like, oh, this is really good. I really like their last album. I think when any a band has like an album where like. Half the album are singles, and they're all played in commercials. I think they just lose a lot of respect in a lot of people's estimation. So their loss of respect for the band to them equates with them being bad and not the the reality, which is that, no, 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 they're so good (laughs) that – they were this popular. They were too good. It's like uh, it's like when that Mumford, the first Mumford and Sons album came out, yeah, and just every track became like a, a Grey's Anatomy, right? Outro song, right? Right? Exactly. Or like, shoot, did, did people did people stop liking the Shins after Shoots Too Narrow? Uh, I I would say after the Garden State soundtrack. Okay. I think that was I think that was the that was the thing is like once once people decided that Garden State was bad, mm-hmm. um, it was it was sort of like uh, they just sort of got dragged down with that opinion. I think. Yeah, or like uh, I don't I remember Death Cab around the time the Transatlanticism was out, where they were like the greatest uh-huh. band of all time, and then Plans came out in '05. And not as many people. They were like, "Oh, this is their studio album, right? Right. This is the the Seth the post Seth Cohen album, right? Right? Right. I don't know if that happens anymore. I don't. I think people are. I think we're all two in our pods that I don't think people give a shit if like if a song is in a movie anymore. Not really. I I think it's also a thing where I don't think a lot of 
new music is as known as it used to be. Like everything feels like, like, like every, every, I, maybe this is just me getting older. I probably is, but like, it feels like whenever I watch something and there's a song in it that sounds newish, um, I, it just sounds like, Oh, like this is just something they had (laughs) at the studios, like record label so that they don't have to pay for it. Like it's just some generic stuff. It's like how every, um, CW show, yeah, um, super supernatural, notwithstanding, uh, just plays whatever new yeah, music that yeah, they like, have on the Warner Brothers. Uh, and you're like Act One, back from commercial break, flash scene where they're all at where they're all at jitters. Yeah, there's gonna be some like generic like some millennial whoop. Yeah, sa- and everybody song. goes whoop. Yeah. Uh, like, Iris, what are we yeah. going to do about the Hadron Collider and whatever the whatever <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, everything sounds like that to me now. Definitely. Um, I I had this moment watching because like I I still kind of I have new favorite bands. Yeah, like bands that are that kind of started it in like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and now they're on their second album. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was watching Trolls Two the other day. <laughs> Oh boy, you did it, didn't you? Because uh, I was a fan of the. I, I, I did what I did last time, Real Talk. I got really high a few years ago and I watched Trolls 1 on Netflix. And I was like, <laughs> this is a fun time. And so I did it again for this one. And terrific animation. Yeah. A great voice performance by Rachel Bloom. Oh. As Queen Bar. She was in it. That's fun. She's great. She's like the Thanos of oh, the Trolls wow. universe. So, like, the Trolls mythos is that. There used to be, they all used to live together and there was a harp, like an instrument with strings uh-huh. and they would just rock out and do whatever. But then they became, there became conflict in, in between the trolls and they were like, you know what? It's easier if we each just take our string and live in our own kingdoms. So you have country trolls over here, pop trolls over here, which is what Anna Kendrick is. You have techno trolls and living under the, under the ocean. And it's just easier if we all just do our own thing. And then Queen, uh, Queen Barr, Rachel Bloom's character, is like, no, I'm going to wage a world tour, a campaign, and steal each string one by one and put them on my guitar and take over the world through rock music because everyone knows rock music is the best. Wow. So it's- that's – pretty good i like that that's yeah. that's there that's more well thought out than i would have thought it would have been yeah yeah and um and so there are part because like there's this fun part where like anna kendrick has a map like her dad gives her a map of the kingdoms and they meet a- another troll and they're like that's like a really old map there's like a bunch of new countries and stuff now and they meet k-pop trolls Oh, nice. And I had this moment where I'm like, oh, this is kind of what you were saying. Like, oh, this is the stuff that's past me. <laughs> this is the right. This is the stuff that I just don't get. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's interesting too. I I don't I'm so curious where the thought process was that they were like, Yeah, we're gonna adapt those stupid little figures with the with the hair that you can like brush or whatever. Uh-huh. And they don't move. They're just <sighs> naked and they have hair. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to adapt that into an animated thing and we're going to make it about music. Like why? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Like specifically like jukebox pop music. <laughs> like why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What? Meeting? what was that meeting? Like, 
Yeah. Like, when was that revelation? Like, who thought that? Who thought up that idea? And like, why? Like, what? Yeah. What? I mean, you know, it, it seems to have you know, largely worked out for them. I'm yeah. Just... I think it came with they were like, well, what if we got Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick as yeah. the trolls? And like, well, those two are those. Two. I I was thinking about this watching the movie. A, a good fifty percent of Anna Kendrick's filmography has mashups in them. Yeah, it's sort of like her thing between your three pitch perfects and now your two trolls movies yeah that's like a good six movies that she's in that have mashups yeah huh it's interesting very interesting who would have thought i would have uh i hope I Where, so so anyway so what was your what was your what was the reason for bringing up trolls what <laughs> uh, well because like i had that moment watching the k-pop trolls Oh, that, right. that yes, reminded gotcha. me of what you were saying about like, oh, like this is beyond me. This isn't for me. Yes. Right, right, right. Cause, yeah. Cause, and so yeah. like, I think that I think that movies are largely doing that thing now where they're 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 like playing stuff that I've I've never heard of. And it, it also just feels like music in general has gotten I don't want to say less popular, but like more. Uh, I, I think it's gotten more. Uh, diversified diversified definitely where you yeah. can you can live in your own bubble like i right. do and i never think about k-pop right i, I don't so, i don't know any k-pop but it is objectively a massively popular thing that billions of people from all over the world enjoy yeah but then but but i think that i think that what we were talking about as far as like major labels i don't think uh-huh. that they're really like the idea of like a small band like Death Cab, Death Cab, like coming out with like a oh this is like their studio album like because I remember that being a thing. It's like oh they broke out like they're this, this is their first studio album. It's got a budget and stuff. Like <laughs> I remember when the Ataris like went to Columbia, you know, and yeah. they had they had their their first Columbia album, and then uh, and then it was like the only album that they had on a major label. Um, but the idea of like major labels, I don't think. I don't think that crossover happens as often. It's either like they find someone or create someone in some cases, say some cases, uh, create a band or, or an act or whatever, or find an act and they go directly to a major label. Right. Like, like your Billie Eilish YouTube or something. Yeah. Like, like they find them on YouTube and they're like, Oh yeah, here's your major label. Or they stay on a minor label forever. I, yeah. I think, I think that's, the idea of the 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 uh, the graduation, I don't think, happens anymore. Yeah, it kind of it, it, the only world where it happens that way seemingly is hip hop, where you can have an artist like Nicki Minaj that puts out mixtapes for a few years, and you have to kind of be in the culture. But then, sure. but then all of a sudden, when the pink print drops. But it's the, like, but oh the, shit, but, that that's like her or, or chance the rapper. But it, I feel like that's I feel like that's no different than the YouTube stars who are just YouTube stars until they're on a major label. Yeah, for sure. Where they do I, have their own fan base that loves them and like has their favorite tracks even before they drop their you know, Chance the Rapper just dropped his first album last year. Right. But he's right. already done like Diet Coke commercials and has been on SNL and stuff. Right, right, right. So like I that's that's so like I think I think that has just changed. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and I, I, I also think in terms of like movies, as far as playing like really well-known songs, I think they tend to play the well-known songs, uh, like the, 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 like the top 10 hits Uh in trailers. Yes. Um, more so than in the movies themselves. Like that one DJ shadow run the jewels song. 
Right, the Run to Jewels song, or like the uh, that song that was in like every Melissa McCarthy movie trailer. Oh yeah, Paper um, Planes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh no, uh, uh, Bad Girls. Bad Girls. Yes, yes, that's the one. I um, remember one time, my my friend Hunter and I went to go see. We were already going to see Identity Thief. Uh huh. And they played a trailer for um, the Heat. Maybe I'm getting my timelines mixed up. But they played a Melissa McCarthy trailer where they played Bad Girls in the trailer. Uh-huh. And then Identity Thief starts with Bad Girls. <laughs> yeah. And this guy in the audience behind us was like, come on. Yeah. Find like, another song. Fucking really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, yeah. They get they like somebody finds a song. It's it's sort of like um how uh, movie posters Right. They're, like somebody discovers a new style of movie poster and then everyone rips it off for five years. Right. Yeah. Like the tens had the uh, text going over a person's face. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, man, social network really figured this out. Yeah. Or, or I guess towards the end of the decade, it was uh, like slow covers of pop songs. Yeah. Slow covers of pop songs for sure. I think that's another thing, too, is like the 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 2010s have largely – from my estimation, being been known to really cater to nostalgia. Definitely. And so I think that most soundtracks were a collection of were like a playlist of older songs. An awesome mix. Yeah, right. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. But yeah, like you had you had this in twenty thirteen, you had uh Guardians of the Galaxy in twenty fourteen, you had Baby Driver, like mm-hmm. And the, and and you know those are just three that I care about, but there are <laughs> lots of other ones that were doing similar things. What I'm really excited about is I remember being in high school or middle school and listening to Fall Out Boy or Newfound Glory or Paramore yeah. or yeah. My Chemical Romance and being like, oh man, X would be so good in a zombie movie trailer or for like a montage or a tra- or a movie. I want to make a movie someday, but. Oh, if I put a Fall Out Boy trailer song, everyone's going to hate it. But now I've gotten old enough to where yeah. it wouldn't anymore. No, no. It would be – there would be a nostalgia factor to it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Nostalgia, so man. I think that's – I yeah. So I think that's been – I think that's largely what the 2010s have been known for, which is why you hear a lot less uh, top 10 hits in movies and more – of like uh like little nostalgia hits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I really love the moment where uh Peter grabs the new map. Yeah. Like trying to be helpful. Right. And he Gary's like, Nope, no need. Don't, I've still no. got the I've got the one from the ninety from nineteen ninety. <laughs> like it's like it's some kind of tr- like it's a prize, like it's a treasure map. Yeah. And yeah Pete, I mean that's that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah, it's a treasure yeah. map. Yeah. And Peter's like, "Oh, this is sad." Like this is he just he's so his expression is is so he's so blown away by how sad this is. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like, "Holy sh- I can't what?" He like he has it. He still has this like it's a piece of paper from a from a night in 1990. It's got all of the 
blue pen marks on it. Yeah, it's completely meaningless. Like, he just picked up another one. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, it's it's so ridiculous. And then but, – but I like it because this isn't about doing the Golden Mile. It's about finishing the Golden Mile, you know? Yeah. To, to, to him. So he wants to use that old map because it's about retracing those steps. It's about recreating that night. Um, I will say that the new map probably has one difference on it, which is it has the network shield next to uh, Newton Haven. Uh, that's cool. It's uh, it's the little it's the little uh, Bill Nighy uh, uh, shaped little like voice thing yeah. from the end. Yeah. The lights. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the, the, the big lamp. <laughs> Sometimes I wish the parts where being the biggest fans of this movie kind of are not so cool is I, I wish I could go to tpublic.com or duelinggenre.com slash merch and uh, find like a network shirt, but I know they don't exist because this movie has no fans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like part of the problem for like, sure. Like maybe there's like a Sanford Police Department shirt. There definitely is that, yeah. Yeah, but no, not not so much for the network. There's some World's End stuff, but yeah, there's a lot less than there are uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead stuff. Yeah, and you own sure. all of it already. <laughs> not all of it no some of it's pretty lame there's also <laughs> a lot of a lot of the world's end stuff is also like a cornetto trilogy thing sure yeah so you get you get like you know nick frost in each movie or simon mm-hmm. Pegg in each movie on one shirt you know i bet it's kind of like if you're just a fan of like tiana right or princess ilanwi or like meg from hercules and you're like i don't yeah. want a shirt with all of them i just want a shirt with meg god i love meg Megara's oh, Meg- like my Meg's, favorite. She's great because she's she's one of the few Disney princesses that's not sixteen, right? She's like an adult woman that has 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 had a life, <laughs> and she's like a little bit more world weary, a little bit more cynical. Well, and I like her too because she's based on Lois Lane. Oh yeah, because Hercules is based on Superman. It's like a yeah. It's basically an adaptation of Superman. They <laughs> they were basically like, how can we do? How can we do this and and make it uh uh you know palpable fresh update or, it yeah yeah Rocky meets uh, Superman yeah and that's what they did Rocky meets Superman yeah and um, they're like well Adrian would be kind of a bummer as an animated character right so instead let's let's take let's take from the Superman canon for <laughs> <laughs> his lady love yeah um yeah is Megara's cool um she calls him uh, Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, which is, you know, number one, a joke on Superman, and mm-hmm. number two, uh, uh, a a take on Smallville. Yeah. Hey, Smallville. Yeah. God damn it! I want I want a good <laughs> Lois and Clark movie really badly. I want a good Lois and Clark movie really really badly. Uh, I also want like theatrically animated DC movies. Like, oh hell really yeah! Bad. Um. And no, not Bruce Tim. I love Bruce Tim. His time has passed. Yeah, we they need they need a new person. They I need mean, look a new at, person in charge of that stuff. I, I mean, look at Spider Verse. Right. Exactly. There's exactly. no reason that we can't have the Batman or Superman or Flash equivalent of a Spider Verse movie. Exactly. Did you see that uh, little animation going around? I did. The, the Flash. Yeah, that yeah, was that, pretty cool. That was really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um. So so they start uh, walking their way toward the first post. And uh, they are they they take a flying V formation here. Yes, 
um, with Gary in the in the lead, and then yeah, it's I just like this this formation because the thing that's funny about it is like <laughs> it looks good on film. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's nice to look at. It's very pleasing to look at. But actually walking in this formation with your friends doesn't make any sense. No, no. Because no one is walking next to each other. Yeah, I always – friend formations are always really interesting to me because you have line or you have uh, clusters. Do you ever do clusters? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, of course. Like two over here, two over here, two over here. And yeah. then normally – subconsciously one person ends up by himself right or in the Always. back yep and i used to i that, used to get really insecure that happens, about it that happens to me a lot um and uh yeah because i i always feel like <laughs> i'm whenever i'm in a group setting i i always feel like i'm the one that no like I personally, it's not that they're making me feel this way. Yeah. It's like I'm coming into the situation feeling like I'm the one that no one wants to hang out with. Sure. So I should just like hang out in the back and let everybody have their fun. Like that's always how uh, I feel. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel that way too a lot. Uh, yeah. Or I tend to be, I'm a fast walker. Yeah. So sometimes, especially when I was living in Chicago and we would walk everywhere, I would always end up being like up front. Yeah. Without meaning to. And Sometimes a roommate, me and my roommate Nathan, would walk fast, and our other roommate Eric would be like, "Stop walking so fast!" because he would end up behind us. <laughs> Nick Jimenez, the Gary King of Chicago, the Gary King of Chicago, they call me. <laughs> but yeah, the flying V looks good, not very practical. No, no. Um, we get uh, we get a couple of blanks here. Um, guy in a guy in a turtleneck and a. A blazer with uh, presumably his wife. The idea of blanks being married is interesting. So, is everyone a blank? Because we know yes. we know later on that we meet a couple of people who haven't been turned. Right, but they're the only ones. Oh, like, okay. They 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 marked them. They're like we're the only ones left. Yeah, yeah. The only ones left are uh, uh, Trevor, uh, nut, nut, Nutball, and the Shifty Twins. Yeah, <laughs> old Nutball and the Shifty Twins. Uh, and then, and then you had you had up until, um, you know, uh, up until that moment, you you also had a fourth in uh, the Reverend Green. Yeah, um, shot but, at Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, old Nutball and the Shifty Twins are the only ones left by the end of this night. And uh, and these these guys, I mean, look at these fucking guys. Like they're yeah. this, these these are a couple of blanks for sure. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, and then the the mom with the stroller, right? Do and they then turn, the mom with the shoulder. Do the, are the are strollers. the babies blanks as well? That's another question I have. Like, do they have? Do blanks have children? Are the blanks like created? Yeah. What, can they can they does, breed? How does it? Yeah. How does the? How does that work? I don't know. know. I do really like that they're sort of like um like fish swimming upstream. Yeah. Uh yeah. cuz everyone is going in the opposite direction. Again, good visual storytelling. Yeah. It is good. Like they're all going home and they're going out. Mhm. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Work time has li- ended. I wish uh I really like this like walk path like in the middle of the street. Yeah, it's cool. That's really nice. I wish more 
I wish more towns had something like this. Yeah. This is really nice. Well, I like we live, this a lot. We live in a city where it's almost you almost feel like you're being discouraged to walk. Yeah, that's true. Um, gives me some ideas for my uh, Animal Crossing island. I'll tell you that. Is it called? Uh, do you want to reveal what it's called? My my town. Yeah. Oh, it's New- uh, it's <laughs> Newton Haven. It's called- no, no, it's not. Uh, it's called Posterity. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's fun. Um, you'll you'll find out why in the next episode of Theme Park This. Oh, cool! <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, it's when I when I was when I was coming up with my ideas for that episode. Uh, the the uh, that's when um, uh, I had started my Animal Crossing. Got him. Uh, Animal Crossing Village. Animal Crossing is kind of like K-pop to bring it back full circle. Oh where, yeah, for I'll, sure. I'll, but I'll, but that's also I you know I think you would be into it if you were if you had it available to you. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> you would. I know, I know, I know, I would. It's it's like uh, it's like it's like the Good Wife, right? I guess that's true. Yeah, like, yeah I, I would. I would like it. It's on. It's on Amazon. You have it. I do. I do. I should watch the. Is the Good Fight on on Amazon? No, that's on CBS All Access. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm in. A, I just got to the Catskills episode of Miss Maisel. Oh, okay, nice. So I'm making my way downtown. That's good. And so are our heroes. Hey-o. <laughs> uh And with that, I believe uh, we will we will bid you all adieu. But in the meantime, if you're on Facebook, make sure that you have uh, have uh, uh, you know gotten gotten into our uh, listener group. That's the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook. Um, some some discussion uh, to be had over there. Lots of uh, lots of uh, 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 people thinking we're confused about things we're not confused about, which I'm not. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what 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 the pro- what what's uh, where the miscommunication there is. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty confused a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, just in general. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, that's fair. I think we all are. Um, <laughs> But uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it's it's always nice to uh, you know learn some new things here and there, and uh, and getting people's uh, opinions of of things and uh, uh, having them answer questions about things. Yeah, it's always uh, great to feel like we're we're recording this for a community. Yeah, in, indeed, and indeed we are, and that community is the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook. So join us there if you happen to be on Facebook. Uh, if not, we understand. Don't join Facebook on our account. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't have a Facebook now, <laughs> good. Don't don't start one in twenty twenty just for us. No, please don't. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, stay away. <laughs> you can talk to us on Twitter if you want. Yeah, Jesus. Um, and uh, tomorrow we'll be back with minute twenty two. But for now, let's boo boo.